In this episode of BTS, we discuss at length the recent controversies surrounding BTS. Because of the serious nature of the incidents, we want to let you know that this is a heavier, more serious episode with lots of discussion of political, cultural, and social issues. Please enjoy at your own risk. Let's get it. Hey, Army. Hey, everybody. So we have got a lot to talk about, and it's probably going to be a little bit more serious because of all the controversy surrounding BTS this week. Not even (laughs) really in like the last couple of days. I feel like this has been a really long few days news wise um, for BTS. So I feel older. I know that we're baby army, but I feel like we've been initiated to the next level uh, because this has been very intense. But we're going to get into that. Um, So today's show, we're going to talk about a lot of things. And one of the things you're probably wondering, we might as well just say it, we're going to be talking about the Jimin Japan t-shirt controversy. And that sounds really frivolous, like (laughs) t-shirt, but it actually has been a very international big deal and all over the news and everything so we're going to get into that a little bit later but before we do that we do want to start us off with like some good news and an update about the guys one of the first things we wanted to talk about were the people's choice awards yeah so i'm gonna stay out of um what i thought about the awards i usually give them a little input (laughs) on that just gonna say i did not like it this year it was totally different they changed it from the normal people's choice awards to the e people's choice awards sorry e but it needs to go back how it was but the good news is bts was nominated in four different categories and they won all four categories. Shocker. <laughs> I definitely knew they were going to win one of these categories. So what they won for is Best Song and Best Music Video of 2018. And both of those were for Idol. They also won the Social Celebrity of 2018. And they won Best Group. Yeah, so they've won Social Celebrity in like every award show that's been going on, which is really cool. Yeah, they won Social Celebrity, which is really cool because it's really the fans and who determine it. And sometimes, you know, it takes the crowds or the listeners or the fans to determine what's actually going on before the gatekeepers do. So, you know, a group like BTS might never get recognized at these shows if not for a category like this. But once they are, I think it opens up fields and other people who would not previously be aware to be like, oh, who are they and what's going on? So I think it's really good that fans are having more of a say, impact and power to determine at least one area of award, if not more. Obviously, this is people's choice. So that's right. Different. <laughs> but um, <laughs> just in general. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's also a good point, because this is the people's choice awards. One thing I will say all of the winners in, in the other categories, they actually seemed genuinely pleased when they won because this is like 100% based on the people's votes. All the other award shows in the States, as far as TV and that stuff goes, the Emmys, the Oscars, all of that stuff is 
all done by an academy and and just by their peers so yeah that's really great to be recognized by your peers but when you know that your fans and there's people out there watching you supporting you this was an american-based show and they were popular enough here now in 2018 the end of 2018 to win four people's choice awards i think that's really cool because as we've said we're still super new to this so to know that they're that popular in the states and we just heard about them well really got into them not too long ago then i just i don't know i think it's cool and i'll put it into perspective in some earlier episodes molly called me a swifty taylor swift was also nominated for the best like social artist category and she didn't win and she's definitely a person whose fan base is very strong and who has won awards like this in the past so i'm just using it as a comparison of like that just shows the strength of the army and just like how relevant um bts is on their rise because someone like taylor swift who also went away with at least one people's choice award Mm -hmm was also eclipsed by BTS in that category. So they big. (laughs) Well, I guess I can uh, bring us to (laughs) they big. And uh, when you're big, that means that you're in the spotlight and any and everything you do is going to be scrutinized and criticized regardless of when it happened. All of this stuff happened multiple years ago. So before we actually get into this. I'm just going to share the facts of the situation. I'm going to try to keep my opinion out of it as much as I can. I just want to share the facts as we know it. Um, This is coming from articles, Twitter, the internet. So this isn't coming from us or anyone we personally know. This is all information that we have found that will be available to you guys and we'll share the links uh, for you guys to read more in depth. How this initially started, BTS has just started their Tokyo Dome tour in Japan. When they arrived in Japan, they were supposed to appear on a show. They were going to do performance, and all of a sudden, they get dropped from this show. And there were rumors circulating about why this live performance was canceled. So over a year ago, on a Run BTS episode, Jimin wore a shirt... Which is funny because I need to go back and watch this episode because I didn't even notice this. Jimin wore a shirt that depicted an atomic bomb. This is something that's aired on VLive. This is something that's scripted. This is something they have a whole production team, an editing team, everything. What the article said, um, the t-shirt featured the well-known historical image of a billowing mushroom cloud rising over the Japanese city of Nagasaki. So this incident apparently tapped into the deep well of resentment that still royals relations between the two countries. More than seven decades after Imperial Japan's defeat in World War II liberated the Korean Peninsula, which is now North and South Korea, from Japanese colonial rule. So when this came out, it was all speculation as to this being the reason why. There was never an official statement from where they were having their performance, anything like that, saying that this was the reason why. So this was all speculation. And BTS at that point had issued a statement just apologizing for not appearing, but no reason was given, nothing like that. Okay, so the t-shirt thing. So this happened a few days ago, around the 9th or so of November. Initially, it wasn't, it was a big thing, but it wasn't like a super big thing. Like it was being reported like, oh, okay, the drop from the TV show and everything like that. In the days to follow, it became bigger and bigger. And I think part of it 
is because there was no apology issued. Me being curious, I was like, well, I don't know anything like, well, not anything. Once I heard about the the T-shirt, I was like, oh, wow, that seems kind of weird. Like, why would they wear that? You know, so I was like, let me look more into this. I want to preface this all right now with saying that Molly and I are American and that shapes our worldview and what we know about the world and how we look at things. And so anything that we're saying in this episode is coming from that perspective. We have very limited knowledge uh, and understanding from a cultural you know, standpoint of being Asian in the world and being Korean. So we only know what we know from being Americans, right? So I just want to put that out there, not because that excuses any ignorance or anything like that, but just know that that's like the context we're coming from. So I know how we feel about the bombings here in America. If you know anything about World War II and the bombings of Japan and America and Japan were enemies during that war, war, and we were actually the ones who bombed Nagasaki. So we're not completely out of this, culturally speaking, as Americans. We're the ones who perpetrated this. At least in America, this is not seen as a good thing. This is seen as something that was like a horrible act against humanity. And even though it helped to end the war in Japan at that point in World War II, it still was seen as like, did we really need to do that? Mm -hmm. It affected a lot of civilians. So even if there is an outcome that the war is over, you know, the means to get there are questioned. Everybody kind of is like, let's never do that again. So when I was looking into that, I was like, oh, wow, let me see more about that. Well, when I was reading about it and reading different people posting from different cultures and everything about it, they were saying that for the Korean people, for them, it's a different story because Mm -hmm. it represents liberation. It represents freedom from Japanese occupation at that time. You know, the only thing I can liken it to being an American is we learn about the Holocaust and this is going to come up again. Um, But we learn about the Holocaust here, and it's a really major moment in history that we always reference, that we're like, never forget. This was like a horrible time, the worst of humanity. I can only imagine that maybe, and I don't know, I don't have facts either, right? I'm just going off of this. But maybe for Korean people who were occupied by the Japanese, I don't know what happened under that rule, but maybe it was very tumultuous. And so the liberation is looked at as a good thing for them, even though it came by like these horrific means, right? Right. When I started reading more, there's an article that I came across that was about how maybe this wasn't just about the t-shirt because there are some political things happening between Korea and Japan right now and that maybe BTS and this t-shirt are just kind of being used to represent that or to symbolize some of the tensions that are growing that are still lingering from World War II. And one of those things are that recently, a Japan steelmaker, I think, they were ordered by the Korean Supreme Court to pay reparations to the South Korean people who had to do slave labor during that time, right? And so this is creating a lot of tensions between Japanese people and Korean people, because from what I've read, again, I'm not speaking for any Japanese people or any Korean people, but from what I read, there can be some tensions about how the war actually played out, who did what. And um, again, we're Americans, so we're not necessarily completely privy to all of this. 
I personally was not aware that these tensions even existed mm-hmm. between Japan and Korea. And again, that could be me being completely ignorant. And then this American bubble, I try to be informed about stuff in the world, but I had no idea. So all of this coming up through BTS and through these news articles was a very big surprise to me. Obviously, in the United States, we have a history with Japan for World War II. But to be honest, it's not Again, I'm not speaking for any Japanese Americans or anything either. From what I can recognize and what I know, it's not really something that is brought up. Um, We know about Pearl Harbor when we were attacked by the Japanese and kind of like pulled more directly into the war. And we know about the atrocious internment camps that we had here in the United States rounding up Japanese American citizens um, against their will and unconstitutionally. But even with all of that, I don't really know that there's much like vocalized resentment in the public. So it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, Japan, Japan's a cool place. Japan's a cool culture. Japan's a cool language. And that's not really something that's at the forefront. Also, something in the United States is that, and I'm very, I'm being, again, I'm <laughs> trying to navigate this very appropriately, but this is my observation as an outsider. I am not an Asian American person, but from what I can observe from my friends that are, Relatively speaking, in the United States, I'll just say it, most people are probably ignorant to issues regarding Asian people in general and Asian mm-hmm. Americans. We're not as aware of Asian issues, whether in the a- Asian countries and the Asian continent or even Asian Americans. And it's definitely a problem here. And I can't explain all the reasons why. There are reasons that I can you know, speculate about just from my encounters with my friends who are a part of these communities, but I'm not going to speak for them. But what I will say is that in a large part, we're very ignorant to all of these intricate issues that span from this devastating part of the world's history. Seeing these articles come up and all of this controversy come up really kind of made me realize that like, Every country, every culture does have its issues. And when you look at a band like BTS, who brings so much happiness, they're just so talented and everything like that, It you kind of miss that there's still so much political turmoil that goes on everywhere. So that was my understanding about the t-shirt and like where this maybe was coming from is it's not just about, oh, BTS is in Korea and they're canceled for this t-shirt he was wearing a year ago. It's also because this new ruling was passed, potentially because of this, sorry, speculation, potentially because this new ruling was passed in South Korea regarding Japan. And this could potentially be a cultural reaction because obviously Japan is hurt by a tragic moment in their history, which could have been a moment of freedom for the Koreans. And I just also want to say, sorry if this is so long-winded and so heavy, and I know it's not typical, but I think it is important to talk about because it's there. BTS is talking about it, and we'll talk more about this in the future, why it's important, or the future of this episode, anyway. I don't know how much after this episode we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully uh, we don't have to talk about this again after yeah, this episode. I really hope not. But I just wanted to say that like every story has a side. Every battle argument has a side and what's really interesting for us is to be kind of on the 
outside somewhat of it. I'm mean, again, I know the Americans had something to do with this. That's not what I'm saying, but it's not as like a prevalent thing for us as Americans today here. And I was not aware of these tensions between Japan and Korea. So to see it and to understand why both sides would have some offense and some mm-hmm. hurt is very interesting. And it kind of teaches you that there may be validity in everybody's story. Let's continue. There's more, though. <laughs> well, um, one positive thing I do want to say regarding this, even though all of this tension is going on, and that's the whole political side of it, there are a lot of army, Japanese army, that aren't involving BTS in the political part of things. And I don't know the reasons why, or I don't know... Um, if this is like some kind of official rule, but J Army, which are Japanese Army, aren't allowed to line up at the airport. And they did. When BTS arrived in Japan, they broke their rules and they lined up in the airport to show their support for BTS. So even though there is all of this tension between the two countries, there are still Japanese BTS Army that are showing their support for the group and still loving them and letting them know they care about them and that they want them there and that regardless of all the political stuff going on that they still support them. So I just thought that was really cool amidst all of this controversy between the two countries and tension. The BTS army is still strong and uh, in Japan and that they're showing support for them. Continuing. (laughs) So it doesn't stop there, unfortunately. Uh, As soon as this whole Jimin controversy gets going, other stuff gets dredged up. Uh, This, I'm just going to read the facts again. Uh, This is an article. We will link all the articles so you can read at length. So a Jewish human rights organization came out as soon as the whole Jimin controversy came up. And they are upset over some photographs of BTS wearing Nazi-style hats. Uh, And this photo shoot in question happened, I believe, in 2015. Um, I know this has been talked about in the past since we're so new. I didn't know about it until I started looking deeper into controversies surrounding BTS. I know this has been brought up in the past, but it either has been forgotten or just skated over. Uh, So yeah, this was a teaser for a photo book. RM was the member in question, and he was wearing a hat featuring the symbol of the Death's Head Unit, an organization that administered Nazi concentration camps. Uh, This was a photo shoot that they did, and he's wearing this hat, and it has the logo on it. This was interesting to me. The statement also linked to images of the band members posing at the Holocaust Memorial in Berlin, and then also to footage of them waving large flags on stage that were eerily similar, quote unquote, to the Nazi swastika. All of this gets dredged back up three years after it happened amidst all of this stuff going on with Jimin and Korea and Japan's tension. And I don't want to derail completely, but I do want to say just as an observer of this is this is also what happens when you know that someone's really on a meteoric rise. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff that maybe didn't, I'm not going to say didn't matter, but like didn't make an impact or maybe this big an impact in the, in the past really 
comes up to haunt people later on it's just very fascinating that like now that they're on a meteoric rise there are going to be people who are looking for anything to try to stop them from rising and i'm not saying that this isn't legitimate or serious or needs to be discussed that's not what i'm saying at all but i'm saying that's definitely why stuff like this comes up because of their success it's like oh okay if you're going to be successful, we got to deal with this. Whereas if they were still smaller, people wouldn't care because it's like, uh, who are you? That's going to tie into uh, to something in a minute. But in this article, the um, the person that they're quoting, that that's his reasoning behind bringing this up, is that um, they were invited to speak at the UN. These guys are internationally known. They're being invited to speak at the United Nations. They're speaking to younger generations. That's who their target audience is. And a quote from this says, the result is that young generations in Korea and around the world are more likely to identify bigotry and intolerance as being cool and help erase the lessons of history. So their whole point is, okay, this might have happened three years ago, but they are in the spotlight now. They are on the rise. They are internationally known. They have these positive messages and they're targeting young children with these messages or the younger generation. But if they go back and want to start from the beginning and they see these guys wearing these things or that represent all of this hate, they might think that's cool. They might not even know what it means, to be honest. They might go out and find something with the same logo on it and then they're wearing it and they don't even know what they're supporting. So I I totally get it. I feel like I wasn't going to get into this until a little bit later, but I feel like I have to now because, okay, I'm a BTS fan, obviously. I'm a newish BTS fan, as we have determined on the show. You can go back to our history <laughs> bonus episode number one to figure that out. Um, but this is really serious. And I just kind of want to walk people through what was going through my mind when this stuff came out, because it's like, OK, we have this podcast. Do we just gloss over this and move forward? And being the person that I am, that's not something that I can do. I'm not the type of fan of an artist to just turn a blind eye to everything that they do. I'm not the type of person to justify just to make it seem like, oh, it's fine and to move on. And for something like the Holocaust, which is something that we're taught and we learn about um, majorly here in the United States, it's something that still affects me emotionally, even though I didn't go through it. I've read lots of books and heard about the atrocities. And just in case you're not aware, you know, it's when millions of people were going to be and were exterminated just for believing, looking, acting differently than the people in power. And that's a very simple explanation of it all. Um, but it's not something to take lightly. It's not something to just brush off. And it's something that's incredibly offensive. So I definitely see how this is gaining traction. It's unfortunate for a lot of reasons. It's so hard because I have a lot of opinions, but I feel like we have to give the full story before I can give my full opinion. But I, I just want anybody who's listening, who maybe is hearing this for the first time, who is a new fan of BTS and who might hear this and be like, okay, I'm done with them. Okay, that's it. You can't do that. I'm over. Just to kind of like understand that there's more to be said about this and to kind of like bear with us until we explain the whole situation. But also know that like when this information was coming out, it didn't sit well with me and it made me very upset. So there is somewhat of a resolution, but I just want to let people know because 
this is very heavy. I never wanted to gloss over it. I never wanted to not mention it. I didn't want to focus on the negative aspects of everything, but it had a negative impact. But to me, what says the most about you is how you handle these things. Well, (laughs) (laughs) we're not laughing because the situation's light. It's just like such a heavy situation that we feel awkward about discussing this. This is potentially, and sorry to use war terminology, but it's a minefield. Like we said, the thing that's unique about BTS is that they are an international supergroup. They have the power to bring people together from all of these countries across the world. And we all have histories with each other, with our ancestors. But with that being said, it's so hard to not say anything that's offensive, which is the last thing that we want to do. We obviously have our own perspectives coming from this as Americans and coming at this from fans. We're biased and, you know, we want to believe the best about BTS. At the same time, you want to give fair coverage and you want to look at the facts and um, treat the situation with the appropriate, you know, sensitivity that it deserves. So it's just very hard to talk about this, especially because of what Molly said. BTS if you haven't heard our story, has been such, and I don't want to get emotional, but they have been such a source, sorry, they have been such a source of positivity for us. We're both going through very difficult things in our lives. I don't know that I said it directly, but my mom recently died of cancer. I also have my own health issues that I struggle with every day, my own disabilities and everything. BTS at this stage of my life has been very positive for me and an escape just to see them dancing and to spread positivity and love has been so helpful to me. So over these past few days with all of this stuff coming up, it's weighed heavily on me because now this group that has been this sense of escapism for me has now, it's now dealing with things that really affect my deep core value system. And of course, now we have some more pieces to the puzzle, which we're going to discuss in just a moment. But as we're in the middle of the story, it's really causing me a sense of turmoil. The Holocaust to me represents, and also the bombings in Hiroshima and stuff too, um, in Nagasaki, represent the worst of humanity. It, there are situations in his, when you read the history and the the accounts of people and what actually happened, you think, how could people ever do this to other people? This is disgusting. This is horrific. It's terrible. It's also at the forefront of my mind because over these past few days, I was in the middle of reading a book called The Tattooer of Auschwitz, which is a story about a man who was forced to work at one of the worst concentration camps in the history of the Holocaust. All of these feelings are just at the surface for me because I just see it as humanity and I see it as the worst of humanity. And then it's juxtaposed with these seven guys who I felt, you know, are representing the best of humanity. So to see this kind of come up and clash has been very difficult for me. I'm not the type of person to just justify someone's actions or just assume that they had good intentions. So as I'm going through this, yeah, other fans could be like, it's not a big deal or we still support them, but that's not the kind of person I am. I need more information. I need to know more of what's going on and why. And more information did come out, thankfully. 
I just want to let other armies know that if you're looking at this or you're just getting into BTS or you're reading online and you're like, okay, I'm not down with that, that you're not alone in thinking that or having conflicting feelings, you know? People make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But when you're in the public eye, when you are spreading the kind of messages that you're spreading, you have got to think very, very carefully about what you do, what you say, what you wear. BTS is not the only band or group or artist or celebrity to go through anything like this. They're all scrutinized all the time. I think it's just hit both of us so hard, as Erica said, because they have been that positive light for us, especially things like, you know, when they're being associated with wearing Nazi paraphernalia, things like that. That's a little bit closer to home to us. That affected people that either we knew or were in our families or, as Erica said, books that we've read. And and that's we learn about that in school growing up. When BTS has been such a positive light for us to have that light dimmed just a little bit, it does it, it kind of hurts your soul a little bit. Um yeah. until you until you do learn exactly. And and I'm the same way as Erica. I if if more information wouldn't have come out, if this would have gotten more out of hand than it did, I would have rethought my my allegiance to them, I would not blindly follow them anywhere. I would not blindly follow anyone. And I hope that you guys don't either. We know this is a heavy topic and there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So we just want to stress how big and impactful this is. But again, as I said before, it's, it's how you handle these situations that really show your true character. Yes. And We're going to get into something really quick, but I did want to mention something, and this is from more of a cultural standpoint in the United States, and you can let us know if you're one of our listeners who's not an American, if it's the same in your country and how you feel about it. But one of the things I wanted to say is that here in the United States, we definitely have like cancel culture or we very much identify with our celebrities and our figures. So they're not just there for our entertainment. We're very much like if this person doesn't kind of believe in the same things that I believe in, then I can't support this person. It's something that's grown more and more increasingly as our politics in our country have grown more and more divisive. And so now people do it with companies, business, businesses, and also celebrities. So if you don't believe the same way at these some core issues or values, then people won't support you no matter how good your music is. Um, an example of this that I think is easy to kind of look at is someone like the singer Chris Brown. Um, he was a rising star, had really great, great music that was so fun. And then he ended up beating the singer Rihanna, who is also a global superstar right now. After that, I was the type of person who's like, I can't listen to his music. I loved his music. He was becoming one of my favorite artists. And after that incident, I was like, there's no way I can support him. He doesn't seem apologetic for what he did. I can't support someone who is getting rewarded for being this kind of person. I believe in apologies. I believe in redemption. But like, I never saw it in Chris Brown. And I still don't to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't. He seems more of like, oh, I'm the victim. My career suffered because I beat a woman. But anyway. Anyway, getting real political here, Um, (laughs) regardless of what maybe you believe about this situation or whatever, is that this is just an example of like how we in the United States can very much associate associate with people 
with our values. It's not just about a song. For some people it is. It's not everyone. So don't get me wrong. But in general, it's not just about a song. And again, it depends on how serious the issue is. If it's not that serious, then people maybe are like, oh, whatever. It doesn't bother me that much. But if it hits on one of your core fundamental values Mm -hmm. and someone violates that, then you just, you can't, you have to cancel them. You have to be like, I'm sorry, but I just can't do it anymore. No, I was going to say it does. It leaves it like a bad taste in your mouth, you know, and you just can't look at that person in the same way. And that incident or whatever it was that, that really hit you hard that's all you're going to see every time you watch their show or listen to their music or watch their movie that they're in, you're not going to be able to enjoy it fully because that's always going to be at the forefront of your mind is that one negative issue that really hit home for you. And so that's why it's just such a big deal for us. Maybe for other people in other countries, they see this thing and they're like, oh, not a big deal, you know, whatever, move on. It's not that big a deal. But for us, especially with our American context, it makes it that much more difficult. But now we've discussed that. So let's move on to like more of a resolution for this whole issue. Big Hit issued an official statement, finally. So they originally issued it in Korean, obviously, and then they did come out with a Japanese and an English version. So this is uh, kind of just an overview of what they are issuing the statement over. A big hit artist has worn an outfit depicting an image of an atomic bomb. A big hit artist was shown with headwear displaying a Nazi symbol as part of a magazine photo shoot. And that big hit artists took part in a performance during which flags depicting motifs that resembled a Nazi symbol were featured and used. So that's what their uh, what their statement covered. And basically the gist of it was that big hit took full responsibility for all of it and took all the blame off the members. So as far as like the T-shirt goes, they said, yes, Jimin wore the shirt, but we take responsibility for it because as I said before, they had a whole team that filmed this, that edited this, and no one caught it. No one even had a second thought about it to ask Jimin to change his shirt. So they took full responsibility for that. For the hats that were worn in the photo shoot, that was something that was provided by costuming. Uh, and for the shoot, that wasn't something that was any of their personal things that they picked, but they also took full responsibility for that saying we should have recognized whatever it was. We shouldn't have ever let that be worn in the photo shoot. And then for the flags, it was, the performance was meant to show social criticism against rigidly standardized education. Uh, the flags and images were creative elements completely unrelated to anything. Uh, and the core message of the performance itself was criticism against restrictively uniform and authoritarian <laughs> educational systems. So there were no specific symbols or anything like this was all supposed to be representative of that kind of system so it was it was creative elements designed to show criticism against those elements so to that point that's where it's like context really matters i think you can take a look at an image and just be like oh my gosh look at them doing this or you know a clip of a video but the whole context of it especially culturally and language wise linguistically was actually to critique things like that and to make fun of it. So it's like a parody. So uh, an example of that is like if you're watching like SNL and they say something and then somebody uses it 
uses that as like, oh, well, the people on SNL believe this right. when really they were like, oh, no, it's just a sketch comedy thing to kind of critique what they were talking about. It's sarcasm. It's satire, you know. Right. So and and then they continue to just say that they'll uphold their end and address all of these issues. I really do like this quote. Uh, they say to heal and inspire all the people of the world through our music and artists is the core reason for the existence of big hit entertainment. It is our challenge as well as responsibility to carefully take all the necessary considerations that reflect our increasingly diverse and inclusive world. And we're doing our utmost to do our part in ensuring that this diversity and tolerance takes firm root in our community and among everyone around us. Yeah, no, I really like that too. Um, Something I want to touch on just in case anyone here is wondering, which by the way, I'm going to post the actual full apology on this episode's show notes just so that you can just see it right away. But one of the things I also wanted to highlight that was in the apology or in the statement were actual apologies. Mm -hmm. So not only did they take responsibility for what happened, but they also denounced any of the fascist and totalitarian associations. And they also apologized. They apologized for having no real intention of causing distress or pain to anyone affected by historical events and incidents by being inadvertently associated with such organizations or groups. And we will continue to adhere to these principles. So they very thoroughly, I believe, kind of address each of these issues, apologize for it, denounce it. And I think that's very important. So it's not just like, oh, we did this and don't blame our artists, but it's also like, okay, this is why this is wrong. I think it's important that they did this because one thing that we didn't mention is that, so this is all going on. Jimin has the t-shirt. This is what kind of quote unquote sparked everything. BTS is in Japan and their show was canceled, but they, they're not their show, but their appearance on a television show was canceled, but their concerts are still happening, right? And so they were on stage performing on at the concert and Jimin did sort of address it, but he kind of did and kind of didn't. Up until this point, until today, there was no real apology or mm-hmm. any real acknowledgement. And that also kind of sat a little bit weird with me. I'll actually read what Jimin said too. He said, we had our first showcase in a small concert hall in Tokyo. I was surprised at how our fan base, how our army, who were in Japan at the time, knew us and had come to see us. We've come a long way to be here at the Tokyo Dome. It saddens me to think that not only you, army, but many people around the world must have been surprised recently because of many circumstances. Mm. Vague. (laughs) I believe there will be many more opportunities for us to meet each other. I won't be able to forget my first Tokyo Dome performance with you today. I'm so happy to be with you guys, ARMY. I hope you feel so happy seeing us too. That's basically all that Jimin said. So at this point, it's like before Big Hit issues anything, it's kind of like it's an acknowledgement of like, hey, I know this stuff is going on. It has nothing to do with you. I like you, ARMY. I love Japan. So it's not anything against Japan. But there's also no saying like, I'm sorry for wearing this shirt. I'm sorry for offending you. And when I was going through different threads and stuff, reading about this, this is where it gets really like kind of conflicted culturally and very complicated because again, it has to do with that Korean liberation thing. So I think it's hard for, and this is me just conjecture, just 
speculating. I think it's hard to apologize for something that is so, you know, valued or sacred in Korea as Mm -hmm. to be liberated. So maybe he feels like in apologizing for directly about the shirt, it would be in conflict with his pride and patriotism for his country. And so maybe that's why, you know, there's not a direct thing. And also, this is so difficult because, like, I know what I expect and want as an American. And I would say that I feel like it's not good enough as an American. But this is not an American group. There also could be a thing where you don't apologize directly about stuff like this. It can be a cultural element of, like, you don't, you kind of talk around things. Mm -hmm. It could be that if you do something like this as a an artist or a group your company is the one that has to speak for you that could Mm -hmm. be the way that things are done so even though I don't know that I'm completely 100% satisfied in terms of like I'd really like to hear from them specifically especially more so about like the holocaust stuff too as well or not more so but in addition to that's my desire's as an American, when you do something here in America and you kind of like mess up, like you have to take ownership individually about it, you know, and you issue the statement in your own words. But again, those are my expectations from my own culture. Also, it, that's not always 100% true because there are politicians, there's celebrities, there's people who have done things and then their rep comes out and issues a statement and they do say it's quote unquote in the artists or celebrities words. But do we know if that's 100% true? Is it their PR (laughs) people, you know, is it their PR people just coming up with something? So there 100% could be something in their contract that says if any conflict, any issue that they have, then maybe, you know, like big hit either speaks on their behalf or whatever. So yeah, it's just, it's not the same system. So even if, and I'm saying even with that, there's the difference of maybe big hits, just like this is a big hit thing. Whereas in the United States, even if it was a big hit formulating the apology, it would say, Jim and RM want to say this, you know, right. and they deeply apologize. You know what I mean? Right. That's the thing about it that's still like hard for me. But I also think I'm able to find some sense of peace because we're dealing with an international group now. And so there's going to be a lot of different complexities and ways of dealing with things. I'm very happy and I am in a lot better of a place that they actually issued this statement and really addressed everything that makes me feel a lot better. I, I did want to actually talk a little bit more about it because I'm, like I said, I'm not 100% like resolved because I haven't had that individual thing. And I think it's also like, I'm thinking really about like RM wearing the hat. And so I was like thinking about it. I'm like, how did this happen? Well, when I was reading about this, I was also reading that when it comes to World War II, just like we don't know in the United States that much about the Japanese side of things. We learn a little bit, but we learn more about the German side of things. Mm-hmm. They don't really learn about the German side of things. No. When I heard that, that made me put it into a different perspective of like, they honestly could have been very ignorant. I'm not talking about Jim and Sure, I'm talking about the hat right now. They could have been very ignorant about what they were even wearing. And I thought about it in this way. There are so many symbols in the world that we as Americans probably are not aware of. And so what if there was like a conflict in like Kazakhstan or something, right? And there was a sacred symbol, but somehow it ended up on a shirt here. 
And it was like a really cool like symbol. And I never encountered anyone from Kazakhstan in my life to know that that was offensive. And then one day someone comes up to me and they're like, no, that's a symbol of like what it means to slaughter like this whole village of people or whatever. I would not have been wearing that shirt with any malicious intent whatsoever. And I would be horrified and I'd be sorry and I would never wear it again, but I would not be aware. So there's so many things that when you're in a culture that you can't be aware of. For the type of person that RM is, especially with speaking at the UN, especially with all the stuff that he says to try to unify people, I don't believe that he believes in any of the messaging of the hat. I do think it actually was an incident of like ignorance and like, oh, oh, it's like a military looking hat. Okay, cool. And it really is like a thing of like in your education and growing up, this was not something that was prioritized. Whereas Mm -hmm. here in the United States, it's super prioritized. But that being said, the same thing could happen with something that's offensive that's maybe Japanese or Korean or, you know, Chinese or something along those lines. And we're not given, we don't give the same weight in our studies to the Eastern world. So that's where my human side like comes in. And I'm like, you know, I really got to believe that in all the things that these guys say and do, that this really is out of line with it. I do really think that it was, at least with the hat, it was a thing of like, oh, it's just a hat with a military symbol, not knowing what it was and being ignorant. Ignorance doesn't negate impact. You know, that doesn't make everything all right. So I'm glad that this statement was issued. But what I'm hoping is that this reflects the group sentiment as well. And with how hard they are on themselves about everything, it could be that they're really beating themselves up over misrepresenting themselves and hurting other people. But I think the hard thing for me is like, that's what I want to hope. And that's what I want to believe. But I may never specifically and directly have an answer for that. I don't know. I mean, with with the hat and, and the flag and all that stuff, I really think that was just not only ignorance, but just they were really young. It's their photo shoot. You know, they're given these clothes to wear. He may not even have registered what the symbol on the hat was, but no, I I 100% agree with you on that. We may never know unless we get to talk to them. (laughs) We'll just see how they handle things from here on out. Sorry to interrupt you, but I was going to say what's also unfortunate, I can understand that from my point of view, but what's unfortunate, if they really did not have this intention. They really weren't aware. And all the things that I said that like, if all these things are true and the intentions are pure and it was really truly a mistake and they're also apologetic, but their company is apologizing for them. If all these things are true, then it is unfortunate because this is what people see of BTS and this might be their introduction to BTS. This is picking up in steam. And I know that if I had not known about this group before and I just took this at it on its surface I probably would be like nope can't do that don't care will not listen because I have principles I have values and I would be like there's they're a group I'm not going to listen to because if that's what they stand for then no and unfortunately with articles and things like this blowing up and for it to take so much time to have a statement and also for an audience like Americans where we expect the individuals to come out and apologize and to not have that and to only have the company that really can impact their standing here in America. 
Yeah, I I hadn't really thought about it that way, but you're right. Now that they have had the success in America and they have all this stuff coming out, they had their new um their new collaboration with Steve Aoki and having an an all English song and being exposed in the states more. There might be people brand new to them that this is their first foray into BTS is all of this drama, all of this controversy surrounding them. What's unfortunate about the media is that they might be reading these headlines. Everything is so um, instant gratification nowadays that they just read the headline. They read a couple of little clips and or watch a little YouTube clip and they don't get the whole story and they don't read the full statement. They don't delve into the story. They don't do their research. Yeah, that could definitely have a, a hugely negative impact on BTS, not just in the States, but worldwide. Yeah. So we'll see what it means going forward, because again, it's impactful enough to make us question even a little bit, like, what does this mean for us as fans? I mean, that's really serious. We can only come from our own cultural point of view and then try to be open-minded and understand that like, there just may be things we don't understand. Just like there, I think there are different intentions. Both incidences are different. I think one was just a pure ignorance and just like, oh, this looks like a military hat. That's what I'm guessing is what happened. Because I mean, honestly, if you think about what the Holocaust and everything was about, like Aryan nation, blue eyes, blonde hair, like that's not really what RM is at all. So like, I don't think it makes sense. I think it was just, and who are the people who provided them these outfits? But anyway, (laughs) Let's talk about them. But then in terms of Jimin, which I know that the shirt was made by a fan, that to me is even more complicated because I don't think it's a simple thing of ignorance. I think it's two sides of a very tricky, complicated history and issue and past that's still coming up today. I can't pass too much judgment because here in the United States, we obviously have a ton of issues that have you know, long time ago implications that still come up today and a lot of groups that are divided against each other, whether it's through racism and, you know, slavery and things like the Confederate flag still being an official flag of some of the states in the South and, you know, statues of people who were in the Confederacy still being honored. And that these are all issues that are relevant and still like being debated today. So I can't really speak to like whether an apology is necessary or not. All I know is that from my point of view, you know, Nagasaki as an American is a horrific event where we crossed a line in war that in Hiroshima, even if it led, did the means justify the ends? You know what I mean? And that's what at least we're taught in our history here. There could have been another way that we could have done that to get the same results, but to not, do it in such a horrific way so yeah this is heavy it, it is heavy stuff but thankfully some good has come out of all of this and that really is thanks to army i don't know exactly who started it but you are an angel whoever you are I have a whale report, W-H-L-E account, and whale report is like music chart stats, um, and I have BTS on an alert, 
funnily enough, I just recently changed my notifications on my phone to the DNA whistle at the beginning of DNA. I can't whistle, so I'm not going to do it. It kept going off and I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this. Like DNA is playing every five seconds. And I'm looking at my email and I'm getting all these alerts from BTS topping the charts and stuff. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I get on Twitter and find out that Project By23, Project B-U-Y-23, was a hashtag that was trending. And also Project 23. I'm like, what is this? If you didn't know about this or if you hadn't noticed yet, the song 2-3 from BTS's Wings album just randomly started charting on iTunes. As of 10.45 p.m. last night, I don't know if it got any higher, it was in the number five spot on the U.S. top songs on iTunes, which is really hard to do. It's hard to break into the top 10. And this is a song from an old album from two years ago. It also at one point was number one in 27 countries. I don't know if it got any higher than that. Um, This was just so much going on at one point. I couldn't keep up with all of it. But the point of this project wasn't necessarily to get the song on the top of the charts, but to show the band some love and appreciation through all this controversy from iArmy, our international army. And if you're wondering why the song 2-3 two exclamation point, three exclamation point, still wishing for more better days. And this is like BTS's first official song to their fans. RM got on V Live when the song came out um, in 2016. He explained a little bit what it meant and he elaborated on it that in everyone's life there are many moments of pain and suffering and there are many sad days but even though there are these moments of hardship the hope for more better days is what makes us continue to live and one of my favorite verses in the song is j-hope's verse and this is the english translation says me a shadow behind the stage me in the depth of darkness i didn't want to show everything including my pain but because I'm still unaccustomed, I just wanted to make you smile. I wanted to do good. So thanks. Believing in someone like me, dealing with these tears and wounds. So thanks for becoming my light, for becoming the flower in the most beautiful moment in life. That just really, that verse hit me hard because I feel like that's kind of what they're going through right now. It's this beautiful moment in life and they're dealing with all of these wounds and tears and that we can be their light right now. When that's exactly what they've been for us, as Erica alluded to earlier, her loss was a lot greater than mine, but I've been through some loss as well. And there's tears. There's there's a lot of tears and a lot of wounds, and they have been my light. This could be the most beautiful moment in my life right now. And if it weren't for them, it would be one of the darker moments in my life. So this is just like a thank you to BTS showing that we love them. We support them. We just wanted to show them that armies still love them, that they will get through this. And they've gotten through controversy in the past. I want to address something because I think it's good that you explain this because again, I'm actually very, someone who's very values oriented. So I actually had a different perspective of this project, although my mind is changing a little bit. But I, I just want to give my perspective in case there's somebody else out there who's listening and maybe felt the same way. Obviously, this project was formed before the statement came out. And for me, I was kind of on the fence about it because I definitely 
I think this project is about faith and having faith that the guys mean no ill will or intention. And as the apology came out, we see that that could very well be the case. But before any statement was issued about any of these things and the stuff is coming out, to me, a project like this was kind of like supporting them no matter what. And for me, it's a not a no matter what case. I can't support you if you truly believe in fascism, if you truly believe in the extermination of a people, if you truly believe in the you know, slaughtering of people in one fell swoop. So for me, this project took on something else. It's like, I didn't want to be a part of a fan project that's kind of about blindly supporting these guys because they sing and dance and they provide entertainment for me in my everyday life and hope for me. But what about the people who are marginalized and offended and, you know, downtrodden by what they possibly could believe? So for me, it's like, I can't, support that or even remotely be close to supporting something like that and just be like let's get them on the charts and help support them when there's no apology there's no like reconciling this now the reason I say your conversation made me feel a little bit differently about it is because maybe people who are in the army and who've been here longer have a different sense of faith in these guys and faith that an apology like this would come and faith that you know, and seeing all of their actions and all the things that they've said and everything else that they've done, that that's not the type of people they are. So they wanted to believe and send support during what could be a controversial time for them that they don't know how to deal with it. Obviously, knowing how everything has sort of ended or come kind of come to a resolution, I understand and support the project more. But to be fair, this project started before we got any sort of apology for me it almost co-signs like you know what doesn't matter what you do bts like we're here for you and like i said i'm not a blind fan i'm not a blind stan i'm a human being with values that i'm gonna stick to and for me i needed to get more information i i just wanted to share that because like for me and again, I hope I don't seem so much like an Eeyore or such a like a downer, you know, in this episode. But this is where this is where I was at the past few days. It's like I wasn't seeing things from this point of view. I was really like, oh, my gosh, my favorite group that I've been loving, I may have to let go of. But at the same time. But, but also, let me just interject because you're you're looking at this as a whole and you're We've talked about this so many times before that they're individual people and all of these topics have related around two of the seven members. So Jimin wearing a t-shirt, even, yeah, we don't know the context of it. RM could have told him to not wear that shirt. We don't know what happened. All the other members could have told him to not wear that t-shirt and he could have said, you know what, I'm going to wear it anyway. We don't, we have no idea revolving that. So that only has to do with Jimin. The hat thing with RM, I, I know time may not have any issue, but it was three years ago. It was one photo shoot. As we've said before, it could have been total ignorance. They probably had no idea what it meant. He could have. We don't know. But also, that was RM. That doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the group. So I just feel like this whole project wasn't oh, we're going to blindly follow you. It's we, as a fan base, feel like you guys 
surrounding all this controversy that you're going to come out on top because you have or did have and always will have good intentions. Something that I had wanted to talk about, there's so many good things that they do that I know this is huge and that is heavy and that affects a lot of people. And the the controversies just happen to be very, very unfortunate. But I hope it doesn't and won't overshadow all of the good stuff that they do. I don't know, just throwing them all in and saying, like, I can't support this group when they did all of this stuff. They did it. Two of the seven members are the ones surrounding all of these controversies. And we're overlooking things that Suga, for his birthday this year, a long time ago, he had told his fans that when he had money, he would buy them beef. Beef is very expensive in Korea because of uh, high import duties. He didn't handpick fans to to buy dinner for. He donated $19,000 worth of beef to feed orphans on behalf of ARMY. I don't want to say the ARMY. On behalf of ARMY. They do stuff like that all the time. But I also don't feel like it, like one, that all of the good acts negate something else because it's like, it's like someone could like be a person who gives to charity and is the kindest, most generous person, but they're also racist and they won't have like a black person in their house or something. And that doesn't, all of those good things don't like negate the other thing. And the other thing I wanted to say is like, I think the problem that I was having, it's not that I believe that these, even the guys in question believe this or the other ones do either. My thing is when there's no silence, silence, at least in America, means sometimes that you condone it. You have to like speak out. And like I said, that's me coming from, again, my American perspective or my personal perspective. And I just know that like when you are silent, it almost means like you're complicit. When you're silent, it means like, like I said, like Jimin's non-apology and then the other guy's not saying anything about it. To me, again, it's my American perspective, but it's like, okay, well, we don't see this as a big deal or whatever. And I, I know that that's me coming from my own perspective. Like, if I were in this group or if this is going down, I couldn't stand for that. But I also know that's coming from my own personal background. So when I'm saying what I am saying, it's one, this is my perspective before we got the apology. And that really changes things for me. But two, I can't help my perspective either with like my own value system and once I got the apology and looked more into things I realized that there could be some more paths or answers or possibilities than just the ones that are the most obvious to me from my my own experiences you know what I mean and so I don't think it has to be a black and white that like oh they believe in this and that they're horrible and like they want all these bad things to happen i don't believe that and i don't think that these two things necessarily like all i'm saying is that when this project came up we didn't have anything we didn't have a statement at all so i have no idea where bts stands on these things that for me could potentially be deal breakers for other people and maybe even for you i'm not i'm not trying to put words in your mouth i'm not Thing. for you it's not you know what I mean but for other fans that maybe have faith in them because of like all the other deeds that they do or don't believe that to be reflective of their character it's not a deal breaker because they have all this other evidence that for them outweighs it for me because of how I feel about these specific issues it didn't and so I was unresolved and I was in a state of like just on pause to be honest until 
I heard something. I totally get that. Um, you just made it, I don't know, you just were a little more clear now because when you were saying, I don't know, we had talked about this Project 23 being a positive thing and then I come in and then you're all of a sudden like, <laughs> wait, no, it's it's not positive at all. Well, sorry. But that's, me... <laughs> that's also just your opinion because we, again, me, are really I... new to this. You're right, though. There are ARMY who have been ARMY for a really long time who have seen some of the other controversies that they've been through and have either seen these apologies come or have seen them redeem themselves or whatever. Um, and so they had that faith that this was going to come and that they're going to get through this and they're going to apologize and they're going to do whatever. Uh, but for you, being so new to this and not knowing all of that, not having all the information, you know, you couldn't be 100% on board with that. And And I get that. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, like, I don't want to say that I feel like it's negative or positive because like, again, it's all about perspective, right? I do think that the intention behind the Project 23 is ultimately a good one. I don't feel like people are necessarily like, let's support them because we don't care about who's affected by like anti-Jewish messaging or by, you know, anti-Japanese messaging. We just care about them. I don't think that was the intent behind it. I know it was just to support them with the faith that they wouldn't have those sorts of intentions anyway. But like you said, we're newer to this. And for me, that's not where I'm at. Like, I'm still learning about them. And I don't want to believe that. But I also have to look at like facts and things ahead of, you know, in front of me. So it's like, until a statement was made, and I'm sorry to be repetitive, but until they said something, I can't support them knowing not knowing if they don't care about something that is so important to me and so that's I didn't want to rain on your parade or anything but I did want to bring that up just in case there are other fans in the same boat as me BTS caters to and people love them from all you know different walks of life and different ages and one of my concerns is you know they do have a lot of younger fans and I don't want a project like this born in something like this to be like yeah let's just support them no matter what and even if they don't say anything whatever it's just a hat it's just that just like the statement issued by like the center you know for the education of holocaust and everything like that said it's important that people don't start getting behind these symbols and not caring and throwing this all away just because of their passion for a group. And I guess that like really speaks to me. And so when I see all this online and it's unresolved, I get really worried about that because, you know, there are really there are people who are impacted by this. There are people who are hurt by this these images. They're my myself included. I may not be Jewish. I have Jewish friends and I, I think the Holocaust is a human thing. It was a, a human atrocity uh, atrocities. So for me, again, that's a deal breaker if, you know, it wasn't addressed. So that's all. Yeah, no, I um, I get it. But I think it's, like I said, I think this is cool that we're having this conversation because even between you and me, we're having different perspectives and neither is wrong. You know what I mean? Like you right. were doing this knowing that you're like, I know my boys. <laughs> I know my Jungkook. I know my Jim and I know my Sugar. RM, Jin, and J-Hope, you know, so you, you're like, I know that this is just a misunderstanding in general, and so I'm going to do something so that they know that as ARMY, I know and believe in them, you know what I mean? Right. That's where you're coming from, whereas for me, I'm like, you know, 
I got to make sure. I got to make sure that you really don't believe this. Like, I want to believe it. I want to believe in everything that you've done. But I also know that there are some things that just don't line up in life sometimes. People can be like the greatest people and then they have this one area that's completely backwards, you know? And we're dealing with that a little bit in our own country where it's like you have these people you love, respect, family members, friends or whatever that are amazing. And then, you know, when it comes down to it, they might have this area or belief or value system that's completely against you know, your deepest beliefs and it really just has you question everything about them. And so that's just kind of like, I'm a little bit distrustful. <laughs> I know a lot of those people. So <laughs> I, I and I'm like, it. no, don't be you BTS. Please. No, <laughs> I know. I, I get it 100%. And at the time I had done it, I had done a little bit of research myself and, um, because of Erica's perspective, I don't want anyone <laughs> to think that I blindly follow them. And I, I said this earlier, I wouldn't. If there would never have been a statement, if there never would have, even if I would have bought the song for $1.29, whatever, I wouldn't have regretted buying the song because it's a song. But I wouldn't continue to support them as I do if, as I said earlier, if this would have kept and kept gaining steam and there was never an apology issued again we keep saying statement but it was an apology it was a statement and an apology and they plan on apologizing to groups that were involved to people that it affected and that were really hurt by this situation and and i and i really respect that that they're not just issuing a blanket apology that they plan on contacting specific groups and specific people and apologizing for their actions. I actually wanted to speak on that too, because like, again, this is where culture maybe comes in. Maybe an apology is something you do a little bit more privately. I know it was a public thing, but maybe it's like, okay, we're going to talk to these organizations. They're going, we're going to have a representative who does this. Like, again, these are things that I'm personally ignorant to. And so I can't be, overtly judgmental in my ignorance about someone else's ignorance. You know what I mean? Um, so there's a lot that I don't know. But one of the things I wanted to ask you, Molly, is where does BTS go from here with this incident? Because just like this is being brought up from a few years ago now, I feel like this is unfortunately something that will probably be used against them and be brought up in the future again. I don't know. I really hope it's interesting what you said about the apology maybe being like a private thing that maybe they issued a public apology from from Big Hit. And maybe I don't know, maybe Jimin actually does apologize specifically and RM specifically apologizes for his actions uh, in private. We don't know that this could be a cultural thing. We have no idea. Um, I think as Big Hit said in their statement, they are doing the best that they can to rectify the situation. Honestly, I don't think BTS, meaning the seven members, do anything. I think Big Hit handles it all. Um, I think that is a K-pop thing in general because there's been... There's a couple of YouTube videos, or not a couple, there's a lot actually. There's a lot of controversy a lot of times surrounding K-pop, but it's usually pretty 
frivolous stuff, relationship things or plastic surgery rumors, things like that. So this is one of the bigger issues becoming political. It seems like their companies are the ones that handle everything. So I don't think we are ever going to get or you're never going to get your resolution from them specifically again, like I said, unless you ask them face to face. I think Big Hit handles this. They more carefully watch what they're doing, wearing and saying in public. I'm wondering if there's even going to be I there's been talks of run BTS coming back. I'm wondering um, how careful they're going to be with their scripts and with what they're wearing, if they're going to be, I just think they're really careful going forward with everything that they do. It looks like they're just going to be sticking with wearing like brand stuff. Jimin has on his Gucci shirt. Jungkook has on a St. Laurent shirt. It's like they don't ever really flaunt their money, but it seems like instead of wearing stuff that looks cool or that um is this or this they're just going to be like all right i'm just wearing gucci this can't offend anybody if it does then it's gucci that's offending them and i don't know about it and it's not me personally um but i i just i think big hit handles everything from here on out and they just tread very lightly I mean, and that's going to be interesting for them, too, because, again, this is me going with the assumption that no ill intent or will behind any of this having faith in them and whatever. This is really going to limit their sense of, like, freedom of expression. And I'm really thinking of V, especially, you know, now that all of their outfits need to be vetted. And, like, again, how do you do that for 190 plus countries in the world? You know, someone is going to be this is offended by something. Yeah, this is pretty major. So I'm not talking about this. This is pretty much should it have never happened in terms of the hat, you know, and I like I said, I can't speak to the Korean Japanese relations. So I'm not going to really speak about that. But in general, their sense of expression is going to be limited. And that's the thing that you kind of like trade when you do become superstars. Now, the things that you could do and the there's like the sweet spot, you know. Mm-hmm. Where you can just like do and be however, but your life is better. It's like, oh, we have access to so many things, resources. We get to hang out. We get to have a great house. We get to see our parents. We get fans. We get this. Now they're surpassing that point. Now yeah. it's like, oh, now everything we're doing, saying, eating, being, you know, looking at is going to be scrutinized even more and now judge and judge through the lens of all these different countries which have all their different morals and backgrounds. Now, how do we be ourselves and appeal without trying to do that? And like I said, I think if you're just genuine and apologetic and understanding of like at least the bigger things that offend wide groups of people worldwide, I think that will help. But again, they were also smaller. So they maybe didn't have a team to consult or who would know. And like I said, I think it's one of those things that like maybe they pick it up and they think it looks cool, not knowing the significance. And I know that so many people here use things like religious symbolism, not knowing it's religious, but it's like fashion. And that comes with like, you know, cultural appropriation and all this stuff. And you can be being very offensive without realizing it, but you don't care because it's just fashion. And so that's a greater issue that's happening all over the world as we increase with our globalization and as cultures are coming more in contact with each other. So in terms of where they go from here, 
in the future and if it's brought up. I think it could potentially be something that's brought up if they come back to the United States and have interviews, you know? I think mm-hmm. people might be like, so what were you doing with that hat? And that would be very interesting to see how they respond. But knowing who they are and are speaking at the UN and all their music and everything else that's led up to this point, I think that maybe it'd be like, oh, you know, I just didn't know what's happening. And that's what I hope ends up happening. But yeah, they're in that superstar level where like the standards are higher and people are judging them harsher. If this is people's first introduction, they may never give them a chance. I don't, I just find it really interesting because I've never been so invested or, interested in anyone uh celebrity singer artist group anything that's been this internationally famous so i've never known about anyone who's had to go through these kind of issues because everything usually is is american based the people that i've followed or at least like British or something like that, that I know a little bit more about and that's a little closer to home and a little better to understand or a little easier to understand. So being so internationally famous and knowing that they don't learn the same things that we do, they don't learn the same things a lot of countries do like growing up as far as history of the world. We know how far their reach is just by our podcast. We have, we're able to see a lot of the countries that you guys are downloading our podcast in and I'm surprised by a lot of the countries that are listening and to know that BTS has a reach in some of these countries are they even fully aware of how far their reach goes and how do they tread lightly because they have to tread very lightly and it does it takes away a lot of their expression which is or their artistic expression, which is part of their personalities, and it could change who they are. And I don't, I hope that doesn't happen because who they are is why they've been able to reach so many people and spread the positive messages that they've been able to spread. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how this goes, but um, this was very, very intense. And, you know, like I said, I can understand if people would write them off because I think I would do the same thing. But I also understand that like this is more complicated than what it looks like on the surface. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for bearing with us. I know this was um, this was a heavy issue and heavy episode. Hopefully you got through it all and listened till the end because even amongst friends, we're going to have different different opinions and different views on things. And that's what makes the world a great place is that we don't have to be the same. We don't have to have the same outlook and, and opinions on everything. And that's what makes us unique. I guess the last thing, we just want to mention a couple upcoming things that they have. They had their first concert at the Tokyo Dome in uh, Japan last night um, officially as we're recording it and tonight since there's so many hours ahead they're having a another concert at the Tokyo Dome and then on the 21st the 23rd and 24th they'll be in Osaka and with their Love Yourself tour and then the first well I guess technically the second award show of this season for them the Asia Artist Awards are on November the 28th and they will be in attendance Um, There's a lot more award shows coming up in December and we'll, as we get closer to that, we'll talk about those a little bit more and mention the dates. But again, I want to mention the MAMA voting period is open. You can go to mama.mwave.me 
to vote. BTS is leading all of their categories right now, but we want to keep it that way. Uh, you can vote once a day on the website, or you can also vote on Twitter. You can only vote once a day doing that as well. Woot woot! We'll look forward to awards season coming up here. We'll have a little bit lighter stuff to talk about. And I'm excited to watch more footage from their concerts in Japan and just to see how J-ARMY has come out and supported them. I've seen some of the photos and it. I really want an ARMY bomb. They are so cool and I love how they change colors and everything. And some of the, the pictures I've seen, just Tokyo Dome packed and then all the ARMY bombs are the same color and it just... I don't know. It's a really beautiful picture. One of them that I have would make a pretty cool art piece, actually. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll have some fun stuff coming up in later episodes. And then also coming up this Thursday. Oh, my goodness. I could totally forgot. We have Burn the Stage finally happening. I say finally, like it's been so long. It hasn't really been that long. Um, but we're really, really excited. It's being released on Thursday. We both have tickets for shows on Thursday. So you can look forward to us doing probably a full episode just reacting and discussing our, you know, what we learned, what we saw. So especially if you weren't able to get tickets, that would be a great episode for you to tune into. And even if you were, maybe you'll watch it and then you can listen and kind of like go through it and we can act like we were all in it together because in spirit we are (laughs) yeah um i'm interested to see the demographics of my movie theater i got in touch with some older army hi guys if you're listening i'm able to communicate that way with some army other army other than erica that are my own age but none of them are in my area I'm just interested to see the age ranges. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I had commented on a post on Instagram, something had made somebody cry. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not even going to be able to make it, you know, one minute into burn the stage. Um, They're like, don't wear makeup. Don't wear eye makeup. You're just going to be a mess. So (laughs) I'm going to go looking pretty rough probably i have some uh, new bts merch that i'm gonna wear and no makeup so i can cry as much as i want and not ruin any of it (laughs) i have no idea what i'm gonna wear but i know that i'm just excited and i just hope i can just enjoy the whole thing yes so look forward to that it probably will be as long as this episode (laughs) our reaction to burn the stage which comes out on thursday so again thank you guys we know this was a heavy episode hope you listened till the end if you did we are thankful for you and so happy that you are listening to us and responding we purple you purple you So until the next time, why say no when you can say B T yes. Yay. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs)